Hello, and welcome to episode five of the Yarniacs podcast. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And thank you for listening. We're going to start with what are you wearing, Charlene? <laughs> well, actually, today, as I just told Gail, I'm not wearing anything knit right now. I'm probably going to get cold in a little bit. It's actually a very nice day out, but there's a little bit of a chill, so I'll probably get colder later. I'll probably put a sweater on. But right now, I am actually wearing a t-shirt that I got at Stitches, and it has a little saying on the front. It says K100 with an asterisk, and then repeat. So It's really cute. Yeah, so knit 100 forever, basically. (laughs) Knit forever. So, you know, it was on sale at Stitches, and I couldn't resist. I've seen it before, and I've never bought it, and I figured they were on sale, which probably means they're not going to have them next year. And it's super cute black, and the text on the front is bright pink, so of course I love that, as are the cuffs and the collar. Yeah. Super cute. Very cute. The color's very, very winning colors for me, so... (laughs) And I am wearing my Whisper Cardigan, which is a design by Hannah Fettig, mm-hmm. and it's knit with Malabrigo lace in the Amoroso colorway. And I love this sweater. It's like a shrug with drapey fronts attached to it, kind of. And That's a good way to describe it, yeah, because, because it's not meant to meet. Not at all. It's, it's not meant to close. Right. It's yeah. completely a shrug in that... It fits back snug against my underarms, so it's completely open in the front mm-hmm. with little drapey fronts that you, you could close the fronts at the bottom near your navel yeah. if you wanted yeah. to, but it's yeah. not intended to be closed yeah. in any fashion whatsoever. So, yeah. And I only put the sweater on so that I would be wearing something <laughs> when we recorded because it is almost 80 degrees at my house right now. Oh, really? Yeah. Super okay, warm. so it's warmer than I thought. See, I've been inside. Yeah, very warm. <laughs> so that's what we're wearing for today. So what are you stocking since the last episode? I am stocking projects for my Madeline Tosh Vintage in Night Bloom, which I just reached over and picked up, and now I'm squeezing. And it's so pretty. (laughs) It's like my eyes are totally focused on the yarn. It's very pretty, and I've added this and several other yarns to my stash area on Ravelry. Ravelry. I've been noticing in my friend's activity, you keep seeing yarns pop up from you. I'm finally going to start attempting to keep that up so can you hear that talking in the background charlene's bird is talking in the background (laughs) so i know i've mentioned this yarn before but i'm looking for projects for it and i have two in mind that i've been looking at this week and strangely enough they're by the same designer joji locatelli and one of them is called the jenica hoodie oh cute cute, which is yes which is a new pattern just released last month in february of 2012 and it is a hooded jacket featuring both a horizontal cable that goes around the shoulder and then vertical cables um i know there's a big vertical cable on the back doesn't it go down the center of the hood too i think yeah yes it does so that when you have the hood up it looks like a uh, cross on yeah, the back of your Yeah, it does. Or shoulders. even when you have the hood down, it's just, it's still one big cable going down. And the reason I was looking at this is because I think with all the cables, I think the sweater will have enough structure to hold the weight of, of the, the vintage. Because yeah. we were talking about how vintage yarn seems rather heavy. I'm not, we were talking, actually we were talking about 
the weight of vintage compared to other yarns that are the same gauge. gauge huh? And because the Madeline Tosh yarns are not labeled with a weight. Which we makes it harder to compare. Yeah, yeah, we haven't really figured it out if it actually is heavier or if it's just our imagination. But what I think I'm going to do is weigh the skeins that I have and figure out exactly how much, trying to figure out how yeah. much it weighs, and then we can compare it to some other yarns yeah. and see if it really is heavy. Well, that heavier. pattern was written for Madeline Tosh Chunky, too. That's true. Yeah. That's true. And, and I don't know what the weight comparison is, though. I don't know what the weight comparison is, and I don't know, to be honest, if I will be able to get the correct gauge with the vintage. With the vintage. Yeah. I have not done a swatch yet, so that remains to be seen, although I do believe that there were a couple projects knit and vintage. I think there might have been two, yeah. or in her MCN worsted. Yeah, I think there so. Were, there were some other yarns, although since it's a new pattern, there aren't many projects listed for it yet. And Madeline Tosh, the, her chunky yarn, I've heard people say it's more like an Aran than an mm -hmm. actual chunky or bulky weight, so mm -hmm. I think you probably would be able to get a comparable gauge. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, and then the other pattern that I'm looking at by the same designer is called Pole. And that one has been around a lot longer. It was originally published in December of 2010, and there are a lot of projects in Pole. So there are... There in are, vintage? Um, there are a few in vintage, but there are just a lot of Pole sweaters. Okay. Yeah, so there's a lot to stock. Ah, <laughs> love it. So I was having a lot of fun last night looking through all the projects. And the Pole sweater is really a versatile classical piece. I mean, you can wear it in so many different ways. It's got this collar that you can wear big or wear thin, or I should say wear wide or wear thin. Some people have wear, worn it folded, I don't know, closed, overlapping. That's the okay. word I'm looking for, okay. overlapping, and they pin it on the side. There's a, a lot of different ways that you can wear it. And I'm trying to encourage her to do the pole because I want to knit Joji's opposite pole yeah, sweater. Yeah. And that's actually on my two-knit list for next quarter. So I'm going to be knitting that probably in April. Huh. Yeah, so we yeah. could do a little so Joji could, knit along. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, Gail, what are you stocking? I am stocking yarn for the Fuse sweater. Oh. And we've talked about <laughs> Fuse on the podcast before, and I'm not going to say much about it because I have a feeling Charlene will be talking more about it in a few moments. But I want to find just the right yarn for this project because I really, really want to cast on for one. I mean, since I saw yours last week, that's all I've been thinking of. It's like... <laughs> stalking slash fantasizing about this particular <laughs> sweater and I actually went out to one of the local yarn stores hi Ganilla from the golden fleece she has done a lot of stocking of the golden fleece stocking as in stocking inventory not stocking as in stocking yarns and patterns and it was just great to be in the store and see all the great selection and I bought some yarn kind of an impulse buy that I don't think I'm going to use for the whole sweater I don't think it's going to work but I'm still stocking different yarn options, and I'll let you know on the next podcast what I've selected. So, Gail, what are you knitting? The only thing I am knitting, the only thing on my needles, is Mike's Amelian sweater, which has been 
somewhat of a knitting nightmare. I well, last it's episode really we realized that I had forgotten the pockets, oh, yes. so it sat there on the table for about five days as I tried to figure out how I could possibly add pockets without ripping back the body, and of course that was useless. So, so I went. We went through all kinds of brain maneuvers oh, to yeah. try to figure it lots out. of conversations speaking came yeah. up <laughs> i did all sorts of searches on the web i asked people on ravelry and generally it was like okay Yale, you've got to just admit it to yourself pull it back. and mocked us and, it did yeah it, did. it was horrible I, sh- I shouldn't have even left it on the table because then i did have to see it all the time so i did rip out nine and a half inches of body so that i could do the pockets oh. the right way and thanks to cat let me try to pronounce this, Katushika on Ravelry. She knit Emilienne with pockets, and she provided modification notes in her oh. project page, which I copied almost exactly. So Excellent. now, as of last night, I have finished the body up to where the ribbing starts. I've knit the pockets on the front over the top of that, and I have half of a cable repeat to go, and then I will join the pockets to the body and do the ribbing so the body of the sweater is so close to being finished, Yay. I think that I can taste it. So <laughs> unfortunately, Mike's birthday is this coming Saturday, March 10th, and it's not going to be done in time for his birthday. It's getting close, It's though. It'll be close, but I told him the other day, or just this morning, actually, I said, you know, I'm sorry, but it won't be done for your birthday. And he said, it's not cold enough to wear a sweater anyway, so I'm not worried about it. So there you go. That's been my monogamous knitting for... The last, well, I finished a hat, but it's been pretty much the only knitting I've been doing for the last 10 days. And one warning about Knit Picks needles. I don't normally say negative things about products or yarn or anything because I don't like that kind of vibe, you might say. However, I do have a warning. For the third time, my Knit Picks needles have broken while knitting. So on Mike's sweater, I had... Three, no, on my Laika sweater, I had three different circular needles to do the border all the way around the hood, the fronts, and around the hem of the sweater. Yep, so three different big. circular Imagine needles. Imagine a border that goes all the way down the fronts, around the whole sweater, and then up the hood. Right. So I didn't even count the stitches I was yeah, afraid to count. Lots of stitches. But enough stitches, I needed three different circular Plus needles. the weight of the whole sweater. Right. Exactly. So I was putting a lot of strain on the needles, granted, and I had two circular needles that were their nickel-plated tips, and I had one circular needle that was their harmony tip. The harmonies and one of the circulars of the nickel-plated broke. Literally, the cable pulled out of the end of the needle. It couldn't support the number of stitches, the weight of the yarn on the cable. So in the middle of my knitting, the cable pops, Stitches everywhere. Luckily, oh. there weren't any dropped stitches as a result. I, I maintained calm and picked <laughs> up all the stitches without any panic. And Nitpicks has very graciously, they're sending me out return pairs. But I've come to the conclusion that I just can't knit anything heavy with Nitpick needles because it's too risky. Too. Yeah. So I'm not saying that their needles are bad in general. I'm just saying that if you're going to be knitting something that has a lot of weight to it, I wouldn't make that my needle of choice. Oh, that's so, too bad. That's, that's really my work in bad. progress. <laughs> and you? Me. I am finally picking up my Still Light tunic Yay! by Vera Falamaki, picking it up again. And I started knitting on it again a couple days ago, 
finished the first sleeve, and then yesterday I was just determined to finish the second sleeve, and I did. And of course, I'm knitting away happily on it, wondering why I ever stopped knitting on it. <laughs> Isn't that how it usually works? <laughs> you know, you just get tired of one thing, you put it in timeout, work on something else, and then it's good again. It's all good to go. Good. Um, so I think it's going to be okay. I'm worried about the size a little bit. It seems uh -oh, huge. Warning, warning. Well, it seems huge, but you know, it, it's it's a big oversized sweater anyway. And right now, I did try it on, but right now it's kind of difficult to tell. It seems bigger than it is because of the pocket stitches. The pocket stitches are kind of adding to the width of the sweater. Um, and when you knit the pockets, you pull the pockets, well, you actually knit the pockets on the outside of the sweater, but then you pull them in, and it it's going to close in narrow, a little bit. Narrow, narrow yeah, down for, for each that. pocket. So I think it'll be okay. But what was one of our tips last week? Always I go know, with your gut. There's, I don't even think there is a smaller size of this sweater. Okay. And, you know, I could... I could change things but it, it's supposed to be an oversized sweater so in this case I'm gonna carry on and okay then I hope our next works. episode we don't hear that you had to rip back on this tunic that is taking you so long my no, fingers are crossed no I you know it's also supposed to be knit in alpaca which is very stretchy anyway yeah, drapey yarn drapey yeah. stretchy and it's knit in that drops 100% oh. alpaca is the original yarn, which I had never seen and I am not using. I'm using a Cascade Yarns substitute because we don't have any place that sells the drops 100% alpaca around here. And Although as, it's on our wish list now. It is on our yeah. wish list. It's beautiful yarn, but as I've mentioned before, it's really hard for me to buy mail-order yarn without seeing and touching, <laughs> even though now I've seen it. Yeah. So it, it could be a yarn I'd use in the future. And we fondled it at Stitches. We did. It was, it was really colors. nice. And I was impressed by the wide range yeah. of colors. So color work stuff, I'm definitely going to try a drops sweater yeah. in the future. Maybe yeah. paper dolls. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> that sweater has been on my radar for a while, too. It's super cute. Okay, I would like Charlene to start with her FOs this episode because I'm so excited. <laughs> okay, I have finally finished my Fuse cardigan. Now, you say is... finally, but you really knit that pretty quick. Actually, it was. I, I was thinking the same thing as I said that it was a very quick knit because I was so excited and so into this sweater. And I just, I love, love, love it. I'm sitting here with it in my lap so I can <laughs> fondle it. I just love it. I think that the most asked question about this sweater is how is it fastened in the front, which is a good question because it's very unusual. It has unusual construction. It's knit from the bottom up with rounded fronts created by short rows, and then it has an extended triangle on each side so that when you wear it open, it's got a drapey front. Like in the lapel area? Yeah. But it, it's, I don't think it looks as good worn that way as it does when it's closed. And what you do is you take the extended triangles, and there are buttons and loops on the edge of the 
corners of the corner cor corners of each extended triangle and you drape those up around the back of your neck and then you fasten them behind your neck and there are three buttons and three loops so if you button all three you get the tightest fitting cowl if you button two it's a little looser and I haven't played around with it but I think you could maybe button the first button to the last loop and have a slightly different looser cowl I'm not sure about that it might work but the cowl neck is warm and I just I love it love the way it feels I love the way it's fastened it's it's very easy and it's beautiful <laughs> it's a gorgeous gorgeous sweater I hadn't been so interested in it based on the project pictures on Ravelry I don't know why but seeing it on Charlene on a person in person was just walked into the store that day and was floored oh my gosh wow that is so pretty the cowl is so drapey and it's just perfect it's thinking all over lace that isn't complicated it's not too open and the structure and knit pattern on the cowl is slightly different and it just works together to be an absolutely stunning sweater. I cannot wait to knit this sweater. I would have cast on on Thursday if I had yarn. If she for had it. yarn. Yes, I absolutely I would cast on the minute I have yarn for it, I will cast on. And so I used a substitute yarn. I used Cascade 220 Tweed in a very dark gray colorway. And my one odd moment I had with this yarn was when I soaked the yarn to block it. The, I, I, I don't know if it was necessarily bleeding because it's not like the sweater didn't hold its color. There was just so much excess dye that came off into the water. I had a really hard time rinsing and rinsing and rinsing and squeezing and squeezing trying to get the water to run clear. I don't know if that would be I guess it, it wouldn't necessarily be a bad point about the yarn. Because would you use the yarn again despite that? Yeah, Okay. I would. I don't, and it probably is not the same for every color because I have used lots of Cascade 220 before and never had that happen. And the sweater hasn't lost any color, so... It's a very rich gray. Yeah. yeah. I'm, maybe it's just because it was such a dark color. I'm not sure. But just be aware of that if you do use a dark, dark, tweedy gray from Cascade. <laughs> it may scare you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So two so, needles up, four needles up, yeah. I don't know, whatever our rating system is. But I, I, fantastic, fantastic sweater. Love it. Have a look at the pattern. And and Charlene and I will do a photo shoot this week oh, with some FOs so we can right. get some good pictures of that's that right. sweater That's right. I was thinking that you. I don't have finished photos up yet. Yeah, well, so we before this that. episode airs, we yeah. can make sure that yeah, we conquer definitely, that. Definitely, definitely. And then the only other thing that I finished and all that needed to be done to this was just blocking was another Ishbel shawl. Um, the Ishbel shawl by Isolde Teague. And I knit this one months and months and months ago and it had just been sitting. And I finally decided that I wanted to wear it to stitches. So I did block it. The yarn I used for this Ishbel 
is a handmaiden fine yarn sea silk, which I really loved. And I actually got this yarn it that stitches, first stitches the first time we, went, we went to. I what year was that? Oh my gosh, that was at least four years ago. Yeah, so it had been sitting in my stash for a while, and it's also my fourth Ishbel that I've made, but I don't have one. I've given all away. away all the Ishbels that I've made previously. So I wanted one for myself. So I was very happy that I made one that I'm very happy with. And she received <laughs> many compliments on it at Stitches, I did. Too. I did. It was really funny because I kept telling Gail, I'm surprised that anybody would even notice my little shawl because we're in a room with knitters and half of them are wearing shawls. But you know what? Knitters are just really nice people and they say some, see something they like and they compliment each other. And you got to yes, love that about absolutely. knitters. <laughs> yeah. There's no shyness involved. Right, right, asking about right. a handmaid yeah, or complimenting yeah. someone on it. It was very nice. So, Gail, what have you finished? I actually have finished some things. I finished <laughs> my lace-edged women's hat by Julie Hentz, which is a great free pattern. I highly recommend it for a quick knit, stash buster kind of knit. I also started and finished a hat called Wind Helm by the designer T Shep, who is actually named Tamara. And it was a great little hat. I pulled out some deep stash. I had one skein of Malabrigo worsted in fuchsia, which is just my kind of hot pink color. And it's a great hat because the brim itself is done in short rows so that it's much wider around, across your forehead than it is around the back of your head. And she ends the ribbing in arches, so it's not just an abrupt change from ribbing to stockinette. So those two cute different little construction elements just made it more interesting, of course. <laughs> and then she has pleats in it, too, so that the slouch is actually a slouch. It's not just because the hat is too big and floppy on your head. There are actual pleats built into mm. the construction. So I really like that. And I think my next hat is going to be another one of her patterns called Slouchy Bubbles. <laughs> and it looks really cute. So that's next on my radar for hats. And the other thing I finished, at least I finished the knitting for it, is Laika. I'm done Woo! with the knitting. <laughs> it's blocked. It's ready for the zipper. The zipper has been ordered. I'm just waiting for it to arrive. And then I can start my very first attempt at putting a zipper in a sweater, about which I'm already nervous. So <laughs> hopefully Charlene will help, help me at least hold my hand through the whole process. But I'm really excited about that because I just want it to be done, finished, and wearable. Yeah. And Zephyr. I ordered my toggles and received them, and I tried to sew them onto the sweater yesterday, but I put the loops in the wrong place, which caused some funky gaping in the front of the sweater, with which I was very dissatisfied. So I removed those and have to start all over again. So that I will have finished, and in our photo shoot before this episode goes live, we will have pictures of me wearing my Zephyr finally. <laughs> I'm so excited about that. And on the subject of my toggles, I wanted to put in a plug for an online store that I've been purchasing buttons and toggles and things like that from for, I think, three years now. Wow, has it been that long? Yeah, it's been a long time. <laughs> Textile Garden is the name of the online store, and it's actually a UK-based store, and everything I've ever purchased from her store has been fabulous. I receive my orders from the UK faster than most of the orders I place with U.S. companies, 
and I'm always extremely pleased with the products, the speed, the friendliness. They always come wrapped in tissue paper very <laughs> nicely. And she has a great selection of shawl pins, um, coconut buttons, which I have a fascination and love for. I don't know why I love them so much, but I do. All sorts of pretty, um, for example, floral etched buttons and just mm -hmm. some unique pretty buttons so All the little shawl pins yeah and she has and she even now poles. has trimmings and uh, ribbon and rickrack and yeah. velcro and all sorts of stuff so if you are ever like i found myself and you can't find toggles in your local stores and you can't find anything that makes you happy check out textile garden and i think that's the end of our fo's mm -hmm. okay so today we wanted to give you some highlights about our Stitches West 2012 trip. Shalene, do you want to start? Sure. We went to Stitches West on the Friday of the event, thinking that it might not be as crowded as Saturday. And I don't know if that's true, but I did notice that it seemed a lot less crowded than Absolutely. previous years. Yes. So I don't know if that meant that it was more crowded on Saturday or Sunday or that attendance was down. It's just something I noticed. <laughs> and it was pleasant. It was more pleasant this year because it wasn't as crowded. Yeah. And because it wasn't storming like the Dickens on the way yes, there. Yes, that's yeah. true. That's yeah. true. This year it was sunny and warm. You could get into the booths easily, move around. People stopped and chatted. <laughs> it was just such a friendly environment. It was. It was. It was very fun. And let's see, one of the highlights I would like to mention, something that I purchased, they're called Lolo Bars. And I have one that's in a scent called Hula Girl, which it's a great name. They have really fun names. Yep. And basically it's just, well, the, the tin says head-to-toe moisturizer, so it's a lotion. But it's a solid round It's a solid bar. Yeah. And you take the bar out of the tin and rub it in your hands and then rub it on your body and we tried it in the morning and then walked around with some of it and we really liked it i had bought some the first time we were there but we ended up going back to the booth so i could buy time. some because <laughs> <laughs> we liked it a lot we liked it and i also bought their cuticle intensive cream oh which yes. is a little yeah. uh, like a lip gloss yeah. container that you yeah. rub on your cuticles yeah. that i just love yeah, yeah, I I did buy, it's a, it's not a lip gloss, but it's a lip moisturizer in a little tube, and that was in a coconut flavor. Ah. I'm really happy with that, too. Yeah, and these are just not really commercials for these places that we liked, just the fact that we had such good experiences with them that we want to share. Yeah. And like, we will provide links to all of the places that we mentioned, so if you're interested, you can check them out, too. Yeah. So, Gail, what was one of your highlights? One of my highlights was Western Sky Knits and their booth. There are a group of women who hand-eye yarn, and we met Heather and Kim, who were very friendly, very polite, great help finding yarn. That was another booth where we saw it in the morning. I almost bought five skeins of sock yarn and thought to myself, oh, Gail, you haven't seen most of the booths here. You can't buy the yarn now. So I set it back down and then shortly after lunch said to myself, oh, what if someone buys one of those only five skeins? There won't be enough for the wildflower cardigan. So we went back and luckily there was enough and I bought Aspen Sock Yarn in Aqua, which is a vibrant, beautiful aqua color. And I also got 
one skein of Willow DK yarn in a color called Thule Fog, which is a mix of grays. And I hope to start a hat with the Thule Fog very soon. So I'll let you know what I think of the yarns as I knit them up. The colors were beautiful. Their yarns were really vibrant, mm -hmm. vibrant, vibrant colors. Very pretty, good yarn base. I think yeah. I liked all the yarn bases so that I. I saw. They felt good. I would have gladly purchased more if I didn't think I would right. be for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was very happy. And the two women that were there, Kim and Heather, kind of an interesting story. They live in different states yeah. from each other. They each dye their own yarns, but they choose to market together. So it's a little bit of a co-marketing venture, and I, I really like that marketing yeah, plan. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> yeah. 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 And when you said they're vibrant colors, I found that overall at Stitches, a lot of the yarn colors were muted, which mm -hmm. wasn't what I was looking for this year. So mm -hmm. that booth really stood out to me yeah. because the colors were just yeah. so bright and popping. Yeah. yeah. Okay, your next highlight. Next highlight, well, we stopped in at Isolde Teague's booth, and it was really fun. Isolde had all her sweaters, probably she had other things too, but she had sweaters hanging in a all rack. From, all the sweaters from Little Red in the City. From Little Red in the City. Mm -hmm. Her book. And she was encouraging people to try them on, and then she had a little picture booth set up, which was very fun. You try it on in Isolde's sweater, and then she took your picture with the sweater on. So I tried on Chickadee, and which one did you put on? I tried on Malia, which oh, that's right. was that's one of right. the sweaters I was shopping yarn yes. for at Stitches. Yes. I didn't yes. find any yarn for it, but got to try on the sweater, yeah. which was very nice. It was, and Chickadee and Malia are two sweaters that we both have our eye on, mm -hmm. that we're stocking, so to Definitely. speak. So it was really fun to try them on and see how they look, and Isolde put in little, gave us little tips about sizing and what yarns to look for. Most of this is in the book. Um, it's a, you know, she's very informative in the book. If you read about the sweater, she'll tells you, she tells you exactly what kind of yarn to look for if you're looking for a substitute and also how to size, how to measure. Yeah, her book is very informative. Yeah. Very, It's very easy to read. A lot of knitting books that I've read I had a hard time understanding and visualizing their details, yeah. and Yasolda's Teague's book for me just is very clear. I feel the same way. And she was charming, too. Oh, she was. The sweet she little was. elf of a thing. <laughs> it was really funny, though, because I realized afterwards, af after the day, I totally forgot the day of, that I was wearing the... Her shawl. The, her Ishbel. shawl, I know. Yeah, I was wearing the Ishbel. Totally forgot to mention it to her. She didn't notice it because... Immediately, once we get there, where I'm taking it off so that I can try on a sweater, but oh well. <laughs> and her booth was pretty busy. Too. It was busy, yeah. of course, yeah, yeah. So, another highlight, Gail? For me, the Nifty Thrifty Dry Goods booth. It's there mm. every year, and it's just such a pretty, pretty design, prettily designed yeah, booth. Yeah, it is. She has buttons and notions and ribbons and it's just all arranged by color, and it just draws you in, and it's fun to browse through all these little metal pails filled with buttons. Yeah. And she has beautiful button selections, and I spent a little bit too much money on <laughs> buttons, but the cool thing for me was I found buttons that I really loved, and I decided, okay, 
I usually struggle to find buttons that I like, so I'm going to spend more than I normally would to get these specific yeah. buttons. And when I got home and poured everything out that I had purchased, the yarn I had purchased matched the buttons perfectly. Wow. And it was completely accidental because I did not <laughs> just hold had the yarn up. color on your mind. I must have because every yarn I purchased, it's uncanny how it worked. That's I've never great. had success like that in That's color great. before. So, That's great. you know, if you ever see her booth in a, you know, some kind of fiber fest, definitely check it out. Pretty stuff. Okay, and we also wanted to talk about Sandra McIver. Oh, almost yeah, forgot. Yeah, of the Knit Swirl book. If you've not seen that book before, check out the patterns on Ravelry. They are gorgeous sweaters that their swirl construction, as the name implies, but they're super flattering. We stood there with her for at least twenty minutes, if not longer, mm -hmm. trying on sweater after sweater after sweater from the book because I have been wanting to knit. Forest Fiesta for a long time. It just, the idea of casting on 500 plus stitches is kind of intimidating, <laughs> so I haven't started it yet, but I'm going to. And I asked her, okay, well, this is the sweater I want to make. May I try it on? And she said, of course. And then once it was on me, she said, I don't think that's really the right sweater for you. It's made with a lot more room up front for women who are better endowed. Oh, that's right. Or more that one endowed. was the sweater that had more fabric in, in the, the front. front than in the back. Right. And the book is very detailed, but it would it's there are little things about each sweater that since she's the expert, it was great to have her. Yeah, fit she them was to amazing you. because she really did like okay, well, based on your body size yeah. and style, I yeah. want you to try on this sweater. And she had me try on probably four additional yeah. sweaters, yeah. and we finally settled on Sophie's that was Swirl. Yeah. And Charlene, she did the same thing for Charlene. Charlene tried on several sweaters, yeah. and we decided, okay, that one's the most attractive right. on you. So, right. okay, that's the one I'm going to knit. Yeah. So um, she was just another delight because yeah. she was so helpful. And, of course, she's trying to sell her book, but right. she just, it was great. It was if you ever see her at a trunk show or want to knit one of her sweaters and have the opportunity to see them live and in person, definitely check them out. Definitely fun to do. Okay, so our last honorable mention, who is one of the most exciting for me. Um, her name is Michelle Miller, also known as Fickle Knitter on Ravelry. And Michelle was kind enough to give us a book of her designs called Leaves for a giveaway for one of you loyal listeners. Yeah, and it was, <laughs> we had stopped in her booth after lunch. I think it was our first stop after lunch. Uh, and yeah. Charlene found a shawl pattern that was hanging, a shawl, not the pattern, shawl but the actual sample, shawl, yeah, yeah. that was hanging up, and she was asking about the shawl. And I said, oh, well, we're podcasters. It was the first time we mentioned that we're <laughs> podcasters, and Charlene and I were completely nervous about it, completely shy. And as soon as I said we were podcasters, she handed us a copy of her book. And we were so excited and so overwhelmed and thrilled that we went back to her booth later and said, oh, we're so excited. We want to use this as a giveaway on our podcast. And she was so excited to hear that. <laughs> so it was just, you know, good for everybody. Yeah. And she has some lovely shawl designs. Really pretty. Really, really yeah. pretty. And so we would like to encourage you to go look at her designs under Fickle Knitter on Ravelry, and the book is specifically called Leaves. And it's designed to be one skein or less of sock yarn. Mm -hmm. So 395 yards of yarn or less is what it says on the cover. Yeah, so go look at the Leaves book 
and look at all the patterns and see which is your favorite. And if you visit the blog, our blog is yarniacs.blogspot.com, and leave us a comment letting us know your favorite pattern in the leaves booklet, we will do a random number generator and send this off to one of you listeners, Yay. which is just so exciting. I know. <laughs> I'm sitting here, I didn't clap my hands. <laughs> it is. It's very nice. Okay, so that's our summary of Stitches West 2012. Thank you very much for listening to our podcast today. And thank you again so much for all the positive feedback Absolutely. and all that knitterly love we've been getting on <laughs> Ravelry and in iTunes. We really appreciate it. And where can you find us? You can find us on iTunes. Search for Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog at yarniacs.com. Visit our blog and leave a comment if you would like to enter into the contest for Fickle Knitter's Leaves book. Or you can find us on Twitter at Yarniacs. Well, now you can find our Facebook page, too, oh, right? that's true. I know. We added a new we've, social networking option. <laughs> <laughs> We're both kind of anti-Facebook to a certain degree, so this is a big step. How can you find us on Facebook? Can you... you search for Yarniacs? Does that work? Okay, so obviously we don't know much about our Facebook access Just, You know, yet. we both have a link on our profile page. That's true. And we'll yes. put a link on our Ravelry group yes, as yes, well. Yes. All of that is coming. This is all new. <laughs> okay. Thanks again, everybody. Happy knitting. Bye-bye. <laughs>